0: Good morning and welcome to Wake Up With Marcy. It's time to be inspired, empowered, and learn to live our happiest lives. We do this through stories of hope, celebrity inspiration, education, and resources. We continue to hear about alcohol and mental health in the media. Alcohol consumption is at an all-time high since the pandemic started. We have heard about alcoholism for decades and the shame that surrounds the term. Today, there is a new assessment tool replacing the term alcoholic with a science-based drinking score. Here to share all about it is Dr. Adi Jaffe, the number one best-selling author of The Abstinence Myth and a nationally recognized expert on mental health, addiction, relationships, and shame. Dr. Jaffe is changing the way people think about drinking and dealing with mental health issues. He shares about his program, Ignited Recovery, and its aim to greatly reduce the stigma of addiction and mental health. We then meet Dr. Puya Yazdi, a physician scientist and the chief science officer and medical director of Self-Decode. Dr. Yazdi offers advice on how to get over the fear of aging and overcoming potential health conditions that run in our DNA. And lastly, we'll get to catch up with the author of Own Your Freedom, David Phelps. David created the platform Freedom Founders after the lessons learned when his daughter faced an unfortunate health crisis that forced him to radically transform his lifestyle in order to spend more time with her. Today, his mission is to help others achieve that same level of freedom without the trauma. Now let's meet these incredible guests. So joining us now is number one best-selling author of The Abstinence Myth and a nationally recognized expert on mental health, addiction, relationships, and shame. And I'm really excited about having you on, Dr. Jaffe, because you have a new assessment tool that replaces the term alcoholic with a science-based drinking score, which is incredible. And welcome to the show.
1: So thank you so much for having this conversation, Marcy. This is an important conversation to have because we see the statistics, right? Every year, more and more people are running into this problem and more and more people are dying. The CDC just told us, again, we have the worst year ever on record of people dying from addiction. And back in the day, when I started talking about this 10 years ago, people would say, well, just call a spade a spade. If they're an alcoholic, call them an alcoholic. But we now know through a ton of research that when people feel shamed and stigmatized, they don't talk to anybody and they don't get help. So we just have to open up the conversation. What we did with the drinking score is something really simple, using evidence-based tools and assessments, actually they've been around for a while, plus some additional um, assessments from us. We're helping people understand the health consequences, the level of control they have, and the long-term implications of their use. And the score is simple. Once you fill out our assessment, it gives you a score from zero to hundred. And the message Is this no matter where you start right now if you are struggling with drinking there's a way for you to come down and if we can get somebody from let's say 60 70 score which means they're probably drinking daily and there are negative consequences to a 30 a 40 a 20 score they've improved they're drinking less they're drinking less frequently and they have less consequences and of course for some people the goal is to get them down as close to zero as possible but we have to get a handle on this and we have to get more people into the equation.
0: So it's not really just an alcoholic. I mean, this is like, maybe just someone has a bad habit.
1: They're drinking every day.
0: Right. And we've had a few
1: thousands of people take the assessment to date uh and they go everywhere from the 20 range, which probably means weekend warriors Mm -hmm. all the way to the 50s, 60s and 70s. And again, that's daily, pretty heavy drinking.
0: So what I, what I hear you saying and what I love is that this really touches everyone out there. This isn't about just being an alcoholic or what's behind yeah. that word. It's about where are you drinking, right? Are you mild, moderate, or extreme? How is it affecting your life and your health, right? And yeah. these are ways that you are helping. Now, there is something that you talk about here on your book Does that have to do with the IGNTD recovery?
1: Yeah, so ignited recovery comes from this concept. um, And that is most people who have a drinking problem have a lot of other stuff, a lot of other underlying core issues that they've been struggling with. Oftentimes, based on the people I've worked with for 10, 15, maybe even 20 years. And the reason we called ignited recovery that is we help you solve those underlying issues, those core issues, so that drinking is not just not a problem anymore, but not even something that you need to rely on. And what we find is then people have a much easier time deciding, do I even want to keep alcohol in my life at all? Or am I ready to just give it up?
0: Yeah. So this is ignited. I was wondering if that was an acronym for something.
1: It stands for uh, inspired um, gratitude, necessity, um, transparency, and drive is the, what the acronym stands for.
0: Okay. All right. So that's wonderful.
1: One of the things I did want to point out, because you uh mentioned not for alcoholics only, you know, three years ago, we were having a different discussion. But COVID, we've seen the drinking rates have increased by at least 20%, but maybe doubled a hundred percent increase potentially in people's drinking frequency and amount of drinking. More people are drinking on the job. More people are drinking earlier. For the first time ever, there's some indication that men and women are drinking at equal levels, which had never been seen before. We have to stop wanting people to fit into a box and be comfortable helping them wherever they feel like they're comfortable.
0: You know, it's not about being an alcoholic. It's about we have learned through this pandemic and from our past to cope in these negative ways. And you are offering ways to get help, understand where you are with your drinking, with this score and this drinking score and this quiz and the ways that you can help them. And there's no shame in this. I mean, there's so many of us that are struggling with the same.
1: Yeah. And there shouldn't be shame, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, up until the last five, 10 years, we kept pretending that alcohol is the problem. We now recognize, and this is to me what the power of something like the drinking score is people get a very detailed summary of what we found in their answers so that they can start understanding, here's where I need to get my attention. And if I attend to these things and I solve and go address my trauma, my anxiety, my depression, whatever is relevant to a specific person, then drinking will become less of an issue.
0: And so once you take this quiz and you, do you you explain like where you're at and what that means on your score?
1: Yeah, so we have a program that helps people and they can decide to engage with our program, but they get the report, whether they engage with us, it's a completely free assessment. And so at least they have a roadmap. Let's say if they have a therapist or they have a friend that they can talk to now, they know, okay, well, here are the things that I need to address. But we have dozens of workshops. We have um, over 10 coaches. We have an entire program that I put together um, for my 15 years of knowledge that helps you gradually and in a systematic, but personalized way address the issues you need in a supportive community that doesn't shame you, as I mentioned, Marcy. And that's a very, very important part of the equation is to feel supported and understood instead of shamed and as if somebody, you know, swinging the stick at you and, and punishing right. you.
0: Right. You know, again, I'll go back to these bad habits, right? So maybe we are feeling very down or life has changed or uh, we're having financial issues issues that we didn't have and you are turning to alcohol to to help you through that people Um, are telling us
1: stress uh boredom anxiety relationship issues a lot of people have been home in struggling relationships for you know the last two and a half years and one of the ways they go to yeah they cope with drinking
0: they cope with drinking and so so let's. Can you just give me um, maybe a, a little story of someone that mm. you've helped and how this helped.
1: Hundred uh, percent. I'll use her first initial P so that I'm not uh, giving away mm-hmm. her name. But when we released the drinking score I specifically, went to this client. I said, "Do you mind take the drinking score as if you just joined us?" She's been with us about for just under a year. She took the drinking score. Her initial score was a seventy-one.
0: Mm-hmm. She was
1: drinking wine daily about two bottles of wine. So about 15 bottles a week of wine that she was drinking. Uh Massive consequences, very much isolated, alone at home, no relationship, family was barely talking to her. When she came to join us, she was trying some medications and a few other uh, programs. Within three months, she got herself down to drinking three to six drinks a week from 15 bottles to three to six drinks. To this day, and I'm not going to lie, I'm very transparent about the work, Her drinking fluctuates, she never drinks more than a bottle to a week anymore. And so her score now is in the mid thirties and that's within about seven, eight months of doing work. So for me, you know, P's stories is one of those classic stories of somebody who traditionally would have to go to rehab, you know, pay 30, 40, 50, $60,000 for a very intensive month and then be told that they're sick for the rest of their lives. Um, she's gotten incredible, incredible support from something like the Ignited program for literally dollars a day, which is the other piece, you know, rehab is expensive and we try yes. to make it really affordable and easy for people to get.
0: I really appreciate you coming on the show. I mean, I could just talk with you all day about this. So it's just so close to my heart, but mm. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being so open about your journey. Cause in the end, that's how we're going to get to less people feeling stigmatized and shame is by those of us, I used to be addicted to drugs, those of us who've come to the other side being willing to share is one of the main ways this is going to happen.
0: So Dr. Jaffe, if anyone wants to take the test, get more information, reach out to you, how can we find you?
1: Sure, so the drinking score assessment is completely free for anybody who wants to take it, including the summary you get after. Um, The easiest link is bit.ly.com forward slash drinking score. But you can also go to sparks.ignited.com forward slash go. And uh, hopefully, those links will show up on the screen. And the book is available for Kindle uh, online, and you can get it for just a handful of dollars a day. Anything that can help anyone in your life or you, if you're struggling and not exactly sure what to do, take the next step for me is a win.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been amazing.
1: Thank you. Have a great day.
0: Next up, we meet Dr. Puya Yazdi, physician, scientist, and chief science officer and medical director of Self-Decode. He shares how we can get over the fear of aging and overcoming potential health conditions that run in our DNA. So I'm really excited about my next guest because we are going to talk about the fear of aging and how to reverse any health conditions with Dr. Puya Yazdi. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure.
0: It's great to have you. So you are a physician scientist and chief science officer and medical director of Self Decode. Tell us what that means exactly.
2: Okay. I'll, uh, uh, I'll give you the little spiel about myself and what we exactly we do. Uh, basically what, what I, I am as a physician scientist, who's kind of almost, you know, very passionate and obsessed about bringing genetics and modern genomics uh, into the bedside. You know, with the patient bedside, we talk about it. The idea that every single one of us can now use this information in order to improve our health. Um, mm-hmm. As it turns out, you know, genetics is extremely, extremely important, but the good thing is it's not actually distant. Uh, but a lot of people think that uh, you know, you're born with your genes and there's nothing you can do about them. Uh, but that's right. not the case. Uh, only for certain things is that the case. You know, If you have like certain genetic diseases like sickle cell anemia or cystic fibrosis, yes, your genes made you get those diseases and there's nothing you can do about them. But the vast majority of things people care about, uh, like heart disease or diabetes or getting older or your you know, knee pain, joint pain, all these things about us, are things in which genetics makes us maybe more predisposed to get one of these things, but it's not destiny. And in fact, you can use that information in order to try to you know optimize your health to kind of prevent yourself from getting those diseases, actually. Think of it this way. You know, your genetics might make you more likely to get diabetes, for instance, but if you live a healthy life, uh, you eat the right kind of diet, uh, you take the uh, right kind of preventative measures, you can prevent yourself from getting diabetes. If that's what we mean by it's not destiny, right? Uh, no matter how likely your genetics make you to get diabetes, you will not get diabetes if you live the kind of correct, healthy kind of lifestyle. Uh, that's what we mean by that. Uh, in addition, that's basically kind of the power of uh, genetics uh, because you can use this to not only know what you need to watch out for, like, oh, you know, I, I'm really predisposed to get diabetes. I better really watch out what I eat. But on top of that, a lot of times, Gen X kind of clears up what things you need to do to kind of prevent yourself from getting that uh, 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 disease. Let's just go through the diabetes example. For instance, you know, it's it's a lot of big debate actually in the field about whether whole wheat, uh, uh, eating whole wheat or whole grains is good for you, right? Uh, For a long time, everyone told you, hey, if you're trying to prevent yourself from getting diabetes, eat whole grains, eat whole wheat, and that does it. Uh, And then for a while, some people said, no, that's not accurate. No matter how much whole grains I eat, I still mightn't get diabetes. And it turns out a lot of this answer to this question lies in genetics. There are certain variants that you have that if you uh, have certain genetic variants you have where your genes predispose you, that if you eat whole grains, it actually increases your risk of diabetes or does not decrease it. But for other people Mm -hmm. who have uh, uh, different genetics, those people can eat whole grains and it lowers their uh, risk of diabetes. So that's what we mean by like this power of genetics, right? Should wow. you uh, yeah. uh, should you eat less salt to prevent getting hypertension? Well, turns out the answer once again lies in your genetics. Some people should uh, decrease their salt intake, other people should not.
0: So let's talk about the fear of aging and you say that can be decoded in your genetics also. So I'm aging. And yes, I'm fearful and I do a lot of things to try to, you know, help myself, but what exactly can we do?
2: Okay. I I love this question. Okay. So there's, there's, there's some things about aging you cannot prevent. And that's just simply how old you are because that's just a clock of time, right? You can't prevent that, but what you can prevent or what you can do is kind of optimize your health. So when you're 30, you feel like you're 25. When you're 35, you feel like you're, you know, and so on and so on, to, up to the point where even like 60 or 70-year-olds can feel almost like they're 40 or 50-year-olds. Uh, a lot of aging is two related things. It's just, you know, normal biological process. All animals basically undergo aging. But that doesn't mean you need to feel like that, right? Uh, yeah. For instance, if, you know, you might love being active, right? And one of the worst things that can happen to people who are active is they get osteoarthritis. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, your joints break down, right? That doesn't need to necessarily happen. If you optimize your health, you can kind of delay that and prevent that. Mm -hmm. And that's what we mean by uh, uh, kind of decoding aging. Uh, The idea is that, you know, we all are going to age, but why not feel great when you're 50, 60 or 70, as opposed to, you know, barely being able to move, being constantly sick, having like 10 medical conditions. And, you know, that's what we mean by trying to decode aging. Right, we can't prevent you from ever aging. What we can do is kind of make sure that as you get older, you you still feel great and have a positive outlook on your life.
0: I feel that that's where I'm at, so I'm very grateful. You (laughs) know, I'm in my fifties, and I definitely feel like I'm in my thirties, and I probably feel better than I did when I was in my thirties. I love to
2: hear that. I love to hear that. I love to hear that.
0: Yeah. So let. Tell us where we can find more information. And I believe you have a, a test that we can take. Is that correct?
2: Absolutely. So the way we uh, do it, uh, it's you basically uh, can order a test through us. Uh, and you basically spit in a little tube, uh, just a little small tube, and that's it. And then you ship it off to us. Uh, and you can order the tube and everything at www.selfdecode.com. Uh, and then once you uh, order the kit, uh, we sequence your DNA. Uh, And then we can send you uh, health reports. And basically what would you get is like different health reports for different health conditions, telling you what kind of steps you can take based on your genetics to kind of prevent yourself from getting these or to just optimize your health.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's so important that we take care of our health and to know that there is something that we can do to help ourselves, even though we are genetically disposed, predisposed so important. So thank you very much.
2: It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Next, we meet David Phelps, the author of Own Your Freedom. David created Freedom Founders to help its members build financial literacy through real estate investing. Hello, David. Welcome to Wake Up with Marcy.
3: Marcy, so glad to be here. Thank you.
0: Well, I'm really happy that you're here to tell your story and how you're helping others now. So let's talk about your daughter and the health crisis that she was faced with and how that transformed your life and what you learned from that.
3: My daughter, Jenna, in the summer of 2010, was going through a very difficult time with a rejection of her liver. She had an organ transplant when she was 12, some six years earlier. So 2010, she went through a rejection period. And this is a time in her life when she was 18. And I realized that for the first time, she knew that her life was uh, in danger. As a younger child, she went through leukemia, epileptic seizures, the liver transplant, and now at 18, she's suffering a really serious rejection. She really wanted to go home and just, you know, let things dissipate there. Really, by the grace of God, uh, the doctors were able to figure out how to turn things around. And she was able to get out of the hospital that summer. And I was able to escort her at her homecoming, uh, high school homecoming uh, as a candidate that that fall. Mm -hmm. She was still very bloated on steroids uh, at that time. But the slow recovery was really a a huge wake-up call to me. And what have happened subsequently, Marcy, is, is that that Christmas time, my wife, Candace, said, you know, we haven't talked to very many people. We haven't really sent our Christmas letter in some time. We should just update our friends and let them know, number one, Jenna, you know, is is making it back. Uh, we're, we're, we have great gratitude in our lives. And as a postscript on that Christmas letter, she happened to say, oh, by the way, David sold his dental practice. Mm-hmm. Well, that triggered some some responses back to some of our friends, and particularly those of, of my friends who are colleagues in, in medicine or dentistry. It's not really, why did you do it, David? They understood, you know, Jenna's situation, and I really wanted more time. But the question was, well, how, how could you do that? You were only in your 40s. And that's what really opened up the door over time to what Freedom Founders is today, showing other hardworking professionals and business owners how to create freedom in their life so they're not on that hamster wheel that we tend to get yeah. on because we think we have to drive to provide security for our families. Very, very important. But what about the time? What about the time you want to spend to be there? Because I think our families would rather have us there than always working to build something bigger. And that's that was the wake-up call for me.
0: Yeah. And I think that we're learning that today, right, through this pandemic.
2: No
3: question. How
0: important it is to be there. And for you to make such an incredible change with all of these things happening in your life and to make huge changes like selling your business and now what are you going to do? So why Freedom Founders though? What inspired that exactly?
3: I had started investing in real estate as a very, very small scale investor back when I was in my 20s, before I became a dentist. I just was curious. I bought a few properties and started to build that up over time. So I was doing two things in tandem. I was a dentist, but also building up a, a small portfolio of rental properties. And that built up to a, a decent size over time. And that was really one of the reasons I could sell my dental practice and have this, this time, this vacuum where I want to spend time with my daughter. But it also gave me, Marcy, time to really consider... Who else am I, and what else could I potentially do? I could always go back and be a dentist. That was that right. was not a, not a problem. But when That's I had it. friends ask me, you know, how did you do this? And I started to think, well, how did I do this, and how and how could I show them how I did the same thing? Not exactly the way I did it, because when I was young, I had more time than money. These these people are like further on in life; they've got families. They don't need to go out and be learning how to be developers or do rental properties. So I said, there's ways that you can you can invest through other people and in owning or investing in assets to produce. Passive income is, is really what I call plan B. So Freedom Founders really started very organically. wasn't even on my, my vision, vision board. But as doctors asked me, could you show me how, I realized that I couldn't do it by myself. And in other words, I didn't yeah. want to build another business. So I thought, who could I bring into the fold that I already knew about relationships? Mm-hmm. And that's how Freedom Founders got started uh, back in about, about 2010, 2011.
0: All right. So now let's talk about your book, Own Your Freedom. So are you helping others to do that now through your book?
3: Yeah, what I realize is, is I, I love helping other people with what I've learned. And, and Freedom Founders is one way to do that. But how could I give that message about generally basic financial acumen that is not taught in the schools today, unfortunately. Yeah. And so this book is about principles. It's not about being a real estate investor. Yes, there's pieces in there, but it's principles on being intentional about building your life with the concept of having freedom, not just being a driver, not being on a hamster wheel, but how do you do things at the same time and have that opportunity to have freedom in your life, not someday when you're, quote, retired, but today, when you have your family there, and you want to mm-hmm. have those memories for the long term.
0: Incredible, David. I Thank you so much for coming on Wake Up With Marcy and helping us to find our freedom and the time with our families, and just to make that change and to know it's possible. So thank you so much, David.
3: My pleasure, Marcy.
0: Thank you so much for spending part of your time with me this Saturday morning. These guests were absolutely incredible, so powerful, what we learned today. So remember, you are not alone and reach out. There's a quote I want to share with you. It is, pain nourishes your courage. You have to fall in order to practice being brave. And that's from Mary Tyler Moore. Remember, every day is another chance to be better. Thank goodness we have. A new day every day, a new start. Just remember that. Also, please remember that you can pre order my book, Chaos to Clarity, at Wake Up With Marcy. So excited about that. If you want more information, also to order it, go to wakeupwithmarcy.com, join my mailing list. And please, while you're at it, you go to YouTube, you can subscribe at Wake Up With Marcy and keep up with all the shows and past shows. Also, I hope to see you on social media, and I just hope that you have an incredible week. Remember to be kind to yourself, kind to others. You matter so much. All right, guys. I'll see you next Saturday.